1: Welcome back to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. Uh, we want to uh, talk a little NFL draft after we just discussed the, um, the college football playoff calendar. My brilliant solution that will not be listened to, according to Bill Bender. They do not listen to sports writers. Uh, we will have some Trochi trivia, um, and, uh, and we will go from there. So, Bill, you were uh, heavily involved in our NFL draft coverage at SportingNews.com. You're tracking pick by pick by pick. He came up uh, immediately at the end of the draft with the, uh, the, the pick by college. Uh, no surprise, Georgia and Alabama tied for the first. Uh, another SEC school on top of that list. Um, any surprises? I think Michigan had nine. Uh, what was it? Georgia and Alabama had 10. Michigan had nine. TCU had eight. Three of the four college football playoffs uh, teams right there.
2: Well, and in, in the PSA for the playoff programs, and it's what it typically is. Um, <laughs> Georgia, twenty-five players in uh, two years, and what is it, five? Five now that went to Philadelphia. I mean, they. It. It really. The NFL draft to me, what made me happy was there was a lot of for the college football guys, a lot of not overthinking it like for Houston to not overthink it and take CJ Stroud and not overthink it and, and go get Will Anderson. That was cool. Um, For the, the Eagles to not overthink it and take a Jalen Carter and then get Nolan Smith and this revolutionary new tactic of taking players off the best defense in college football the last two years and stockpiling them in your locker room. Um It was cool. So Georgia definitely had a big night. I think one draft t- trend and I've seen a couple people talk about this as I was tracking it because my spreadsheet has it by conference in the top 50 picks. There was not a group of five player. There was one FCS player in the top 50. It was Cody mock who had got a lot of attention from North Dakota state. Our colleague, Matt Litovsky will be quick to talk North Dakota state football with anybody who's interested. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of SEC and a lot of Big Ten and a lot of what I always preach to you, that it's it's those two conferences driving the bus. And I think it's going to be more like that as we venture further into the NIL slash transfer portal era, where unfortunately, college football, as far as the NFL concerned, the Power Five will be the AAA and the Group of Five will be the single A and double A.
1: of the Lions. Uh they went with Jameer Gibbs early. Uh and then they took a, a Hendon Hooker, a flyer on Hendon Hooker, <clears throat> who's starting to get healthy, you know, after his knee injury and stuff. A lot of debate on where he might um end up. So two two eyebrowsing uh eye, eyebrow raising picks from the Lions. What'd you think of that?
2: Uh they got the guys they wanted. It's not the way I would have done it. Dan Campbell's doing things a little bit differently. Jameer Gibbs is not the second coming of Barry Sanders. So they obviously had a plan, though, because the DeAndre Swift trade happened pretty quickly. So they're going to rule with Montgomery and Gibbs. Did they get the value? No. Did they get the player they wanted? Obviously, Brad Holmes was very happy about it. (laughs) I think Jack Campbell will do fine there. Uh, They had a high-motor linebacker named Chris Spielman once upon a time that did just fine there. I don't know if Jack Campbell's the second coming of Chris Spielman, but I do know... And when he played at Iowa, the motor never stopped. I I still remember getting a text from a buddy when Ohio state was destroying them last year. I think I told you the story and he loves watching linebackers. And he said that whatever Campbell's number was, was it 45 or 35? He said, that kid hasn't quit. He's still crushing people. And I think that's what they get there. And then on day two, they got good value picks with Sam Laporta and some others. So and i'm a green bay fan so I, I don't i'm not allowed to talk too nice about the lions for too long but <laughs> in terms of what they were trying to do and being close hendon hooker that's the other one right so yeah yeah like yeah. they okay that's going to put a little pressure on jared goff and we'll see where it goes but that was the right spot in the draft for hendon hooker and he could have probably gone even higher
1: yeah they, they that for college football fans who are college football fans first and just watching the draft, those are some names that you you know quickly recognize uh, that, that that the Lions scooped up for sure um any surprises to you what were your thoughts yeah you know as I think we've talked about will Levis uh, from a college football perspective did not impress me necessarily uh, and then there was talk he was gonna go top four of course, everybody knows he slipped to the second round which seemed more appropriate or, or even not even, I mean, I'm not even sure he's a second rounder, but um, what were your thoughts on, on day one when he just kept slipping and slipping and slipping?
2: It happens. It's happened to Aaron Rodgers and Brady Quinn. And in recent years, Malik Willis. And it's unfortunate because you feel for him as like the parent. If I, I just, I always put myself in the parent's shoes. I was like, man, that'd be uncomfortable to be sitting there with your kid and, having them do that. I mean, a lot of meme material came out of it. Um, Twitter has a fascination with the wrong things with Will Levis. Like they kept talking about the mayonnaise in the coffee and I'm like, I don't care. I don't. And um, you know, that caught up with him on some level though, though. I bet you it was some on some level because that, that we're just branding him that. Whereas it actually works out because he goes into a second round situation. He's going to have a chance to compete for a job. Ryan Tannehill's days in Tennessee are clearly numbered. Malik Willis wasn't the right answer, maybe. So Levis will have a chance to prove it there. Um, once Anthony Richardson was taken at four, you knew a slide was coming. Um, Jacob Kemeker, another guy we work with, kind of called that. So good for Jacob. And um yeah, it, it it's unfortunate, but I'm kind of with you. I think he needs time before we're we're even coming close to branding him a franchise quarterback.
1: Speaking of quarterbacks, lots of them drafted ten, I think, right? And um, you know, Sean Clifford from Penn, who will Will Evans couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State, and so he ended up um, transferring to he. Clayton Toon, Jaron Hall, they were all taken ahead of Max Duggan, who we fell in love with last college football season. He was amazing, Um, just blood and guts and and willing TCU to the playoff and, you know, almost an undefeated season. They lost the last second, uh, of course, to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Were you surprised Duggan went behind some of those guys? And then secondly, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we had a list of the quarterbacks who passed on the NFL draft, Bo Nix, Michael Mm -hmm. Penix and, you know, a lot of big names uh, that could have gone, but decided to come back to school the way the quarterbacks are coming off the board. Maybe they made uh, a premature decision. They could have gone in fourth, fifth round this year.
2: Right. I I think Michael Penix would go higher than a lot of those guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm really high on him going into next year. Um, Duggan, it is what it is. This happens. I mean, that's a, a trace McSorley type player. Like I don't care where he went in the NFL. I enjoyed watching him in college. Uh, Sean Clifford to Green Bay was—it is what it is, uh, you know. But hey, he—some of these guys. You can have been trash around,
1: the Packers, go ahead, trash him. No, nah, I it.
2: just—it's—it is—it's not a great pick. We can start <laughs> there. But Sean Clifford—they're not. He's going to hold a clipboard. He's going to compete in camp. For a backup job. That's what it is. Tanner McKee. I, a lot of those guys, you mentioned Clifford and McKee, a lot of experience. And that's what it, that's why I'm not worried about Hendon Hooker landing where he landed and Stetson Bennett landing where he Stetson Bennett hit the lottery. He gets to learn from Stafford. He goes to a staff with, you know, the sets that are comparable to what Georgia ran a lot of, when they use double tight sets, I think Stetson Bennett will be very successful at that as a backup quarterback. So some of it's the Brock Purdy effect, too. That's been written about a lot where guys are just taking chances now because Brock Purdy worked out for the 49ers when the reality is the 49ers have Shanahan, great quarterback offense, fun to watch that made it easier for Brock Purdy to be successful. Ebo when, Samuel,
1: George Kittle. I got some I got some guys. I got
2: McCaffrey, Kittle, Samuel. <laughs> that's not get the ball to those guys. That's what I would say if I was the offensive coordinator. It's not that bad.
1: So yeah. Um, all right. So let's look a little bit ahead. You spent a lot of time, a lot of time putting together a, a big board for next year. Uh, I'll let you take the floor. Kind of, You've been looking at it. Um, one thing that stood out, you, you and I talked about Ohio state's got a lot of names on this list.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sporting news did a 2024 NFL big board, NFL draft big board. I do it every year. It's fun. You know, I consult Vinny on it. Uh, Eight Ohio State guys on that list of the top 50. And that tells me Buckeyes, it's a national championship or bust year. It always is. But when you have that much NFL talent, one of the things you don't want to hear in the following draft, when you hear a potential of five, six, seven guys going in the first round is how in the world did they not win the national championship? Because it starts at the top with Marvin Harrison Jr. Who, when we ran the big board, we have him number one. Okay. The receiver hasn't been taken since in the first, since Keyshawn in 96. And one of the quick responses was, there's no way Marvin Harrison is going to be taken number one. Fine. Doesn't mean he's not the top player on the board. Tell me he's not. I mean, when you watch him and you hear people saying he's better than his dad, his dad is one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen. So when you have that kind of potential as a can't-miss, can't-miss guy, I have no problem putting him number one.
1: All right. Now, I forgot to tease our Trochi Trivia. All right. So we'll go Trochi R- Trivia.
2: Let's do Trochi Trivia. I was going we'll to say the, I'll give you the uh,
1: question, and then we'll get back into the big board. and You can answer the question at the end of the show. Okay, Trochi Trivia, and it's going to tie into our next little discussion point. Can you name – the five USC quarterbacks in history who were drafted in the first round. They're all in the modern era. Don't think 60s, 70s. Like right. Can you name the five USC quarterbacks drafted in the first round? And that I will lead a, us into...
2: I don't have a pencil. I have to find a... I always need a pencil for this. Let me find a little piece of scrap. Um, I'm taking... This is live. Find a pencil. Standard. I got Start. my pencil and I need a piece of paper. So Start I'm going Rip but uh, number okay. six on
1: that list, of course, number six on that list next right. year will be Caleb Williams. It. Number six will be Caleb, but he will be the sixth USC first-round draft pick, presumably, unless mm-hmm. uh, absolute disaster strikes somehow. Um, tell me, as you, how do you determine Caleb Williams versus Marvin Harrison for the number one spot? I mean, we're we're splitting hairs, obviously, but you went with Harrison at one and Caleb Williams at two? Well,
2: obviously, Caleb Williams is going to go number one, or number two. Well, that's the thing. There's no debate about the top receiver. There's still debate with Caleb Williams. I could make a case for Drake May being the top quarterback on the board. I could make the case for, um, who was the quarterback we were talking about before we came on today? Um, Well, at the the Athletic, you said their mock draft, and Dane Brugler has J.J. McCarthy up there. J. J. What if J.J. McCarthy wins a national championship at Michigan and blows up? You know, it, it, he has a rocket arm. What if Quinn Ewers wins a national title at Texas? That arm? Um, you know, there's guys that could happen. So Caleb Williams, all this is me lying, as usual. And and Caleb Williams will probably be number one. He's super talented. But to me, Mar- quarterbacks are never can't miss, can't miss. look like, did you think that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are can't-miss, can't-miss guys. You just never know with quarterbacks. I can say with 99% confidence that if Marvin Harrison doesn't have, like, a career-threatening injury, that he is going to be a perennial, pro-bowler-type talent at the next level. I can say that. I can't say that about any of the quarterbacks in the draft, even if I really love their talent.
1: There are comps to Mahomes with with Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear a lot of people. Any sort of mobile athletic quarterback who does some funky things uh, gets immediately compared to Mahomes. But in your opinion, are they legit with uh, with with
2: Caleb? I just got the fifth quarterback from USC, by the way. No, no. Um, but I'm listening. No, I mean, so I <laughs> I when Caleb Williams first came onto the scene at Oklahoma, they. I thought that looks like Patrick Mahomes, the ability to extend plays, the ability to just, you you and I have done this on Slack during games. You'd be like, did you see that throw? Did you see that play? And that's the Mahomes effect where it's like, he does some of that stuff where you're like, oh my gosh, how did he flip that ball 40 yards down the field? How did he get that deep hitch out to that guy? He does some remark, his playmaking skills are remarkable. He is a super talented guy that he runs when he has to. He's elusive when he has to. And yeah, I I think I was on that bandwagon when we saw him play one game at Oklahoma. One game when he came in the Texas game, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we dealing with? And one more year of that is going to be very good. So that's the thing. This year's draft, I'm going to be honest with you, was a little blah next year when we're talking about Harrison and Caleb Williams. And Drake May, who I love just as much. I think Drake May, I watch him and I'm seeing a guy that that is very, very good, a playmaker, a tough kid. We did the profile on him last year. I love kids that generally love where they're at. I love the fact that he stayed at North Carolina too. Brock Bowers, when have we seen a tight end like that? Don't make the Gronkowski comparison. That's not fair. But a freaky tight end of that caliber doesn't come along that often. There will be a case for him to be a top five pick. So, I mean, come yeah. on, Bill. Next year's draft is going to be super exciting with that class of freaky athlete at the top.
1: Yeah, Bowers has might have the speed of Gronk, but he does not have the size
2: at all. I always forget that, like, Gronk is like 265 pounds. Right. Was it 260 or 27?
1: And he was fast.
2: And he was ridiculous, and he caught everything. And, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I, I got a chance to see him play the Browns late in his career. Well, the game remember the game where Brady came back from his yes. suspension and I got to see Gronk in a locker room. Uh, and I was just like, How how do athletes that big move that fast? Like mm-hmm. it was an amazing thing. So yeah, um but the, yeah. the freaks next, in next year's draft are very cool.
1: Caleb still has one of my favorite college football players of all time. It was against Kansas. I don't know if you remember the play where they had running back had the ball and it yes. was gonna, it was going to be a fourth down situation and they only had like a one score lead Oklahoma was struggling against Kansas and the the back was was stacked up and he stripped the ball from his own running back and ran for the first right. down right i have never seen a heads up play like that that was just brilliant i loved it um and yeah it was it was great to see um so yeah so let's look at your qbs on your big board all right. Mm-hmm. You've got you don't have McCarthy listed, I don't think, which you you feel like he still has potential to break in with a big year for sure. Right.
2: Yeah. they have, Michigan hasn't had a first round. There's a tricky trivia for you. Mm. Um, Michigan hasn't had a first round quarterback since Harbaugh. Oh, wow. since since Jim Harbaugh. So I don't know that they'll open up if we get the McCarthy we got late in the season against Ohio State. TCU Purdue, where they were letting him throw it down the field a little more, some of that dictated by Quorum's injury, then yeah, he could be a first round pick. I like the you got top.
1: Shador Sanders
2: third behind Williams and Drake May. That you can put an asterisk on that because I think he's going to play two years at Colorado. I mean, they I don't, don't have a
1: roster around him right now. Like that's I, scary, scary situation. I
2: think that Dion slash dad will make him stay an extra year will encourage his son to stay an extra year. I like his talent though. I mean, I'm not going to deny the talent. I think Quinn Ewers and McCarthy are the ones with big upside into moving up this year. I think Michael Penix has upside to move up. The two guys that I didn't put on the top 10 and I'm starting to regret it with each passing thought is (laughs) I think Jordan Travis has a lot of high upside. If you liked Kyler Murray, you're going to like his playmaking skills. And I think... The X-factor guy in next year's quarterback draft is the the fascination with Joe Milton. And what an arm he has, right? Mm-hmm. Does he do what Hendon Hooker did and improve his stock by showing he can be an accurate quarterback at Tennessee? If so, if we get Orange Bowl Joe Milton for a full season, Bill, it's not impossible for him to be a first-round pick.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's definitely got the, the, the physical tools. Um, but, yeah, Sanders kind of it concerns me because, you know, four and eight is not off the table for Colorado, you know. Uh, he could take a beating if they don't get that offensive line put back together. They've got some skill position guys coming in and things like that. But every little, like, oh, big transfer from Florida State or Alabama, none of them are linemen, offense right. or defense. And, like, they are thin, thin, thin. And if you can't do anything on either line – it's going to be tough.
2: Right. So, I mean, but, you know, it, it can change this year. And I've been pretty decent about um, where the guys go. Like, the last few years, I, I, I was on Joe Burrow before. Like, But look how his stock changed from one year. His first year at LSU was brutal. They change an offensive coordinator. They bring in Brady. And all of a sudden he throws for 60 touchdowns and and you have got to see the real Joe Burrow. So some of that is, that's what happened with Bo Nix last year. You know, we saw a, Bo Nix is an intriguing NFL prospect mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. So mm-hmm. some things will change. Some guys will pop out that we didn't list. And, but like I said, the ones that are bugging me, because whenever I write something, it always like, kind of think, second guess yourself a little bit. I'm like, Jordan Travis probably should be on there. Joe Milton probably should be on there, and then we'll McCarthy, see from there. Maybe. McCarthy probably should be higher, but I want to see them turn him loose a little bit. I've seen that with Michigan quarterbacks in the past where you know Chad Henney wasn't a first-round pick, and he probably could be if they turned him loose. Yeah, yeah. He played a long time in the NFL, by the way, and tortured the Browns and the Bengals. <laughs>
1: So all right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up with a trivia answer. Let's see what you got on that magic piece of paper that you just uh wrote down. Who are uh, um, five USC quarterbacks who have been drafted in the first round? And uh, like I said, none of them are like way back in the forties or fifties or
2: sixties or anything like that. So I got uh, four like so so if they're not in like the sixties, that means Pat Hayden's not one of them. Can I have right. that hint? Okay, then I think I got the other five. Um, It's going to be Darnold. Sam Darnold
1: went first to the Panthers in the uh, third overall 2018. Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, fifth overall to the Jets in 2009. Leinart. Matt Leinart, 10th to the Cardinals in 2006. Palmer. Palmer was a 1-1 to the Bengals in 03.
2: Oh, this one's going to bog me. Um it's, I, I'm going to guess Marinovich. I think he's the fifth. That's my guess. Todd
1: Marinovich, 24th overall to the Raiders in 1991. Well done, Bill Bender. I Ooh.
2: I was going to guess the one That's that was. fire. But you would have given me, so. You would have guessed who? The hint was I was going to guess Pat Hayden. Oh, okay. And then, if it wasn't Hayden, uh, the choice was Marinovich or Rodney Pete, which I Rodney was thinking Pete, Rodney Pete too. So it wasn't Rodney Pete. So I'm going to have to go look where he was drafted. But yeah. I that was a pure guess on Marinovich. So don't give me too much credit because I really wanted to say Rodney Pete. But I think the point of this exercise is not like the greatest. I mean, Palmer had a good NFL career, yes. Miner and Sanchez had moments but not what you would expect from a total franchise quarterback, maybe. Right. And, yeah, Darnold hasn't taken off yet. Right. Palmer yeah. was good before the – in Cincy, before the ACL, and I'd give him – he did have a nice second act once the ugliness of his Cincinnati State ended. Had a good final act in Arizona, for sure. Right, right, right. So –
1: All right. Well, that's our show. We will be back next week to uh, talk about the the transfer portal closing. The window has shut. It's shut on Sunday night. And so if you wanted to be uh, eligible to play at your next school next fall, you had to uh, you have to already have been in the portal. It doesn't mean you had to pick your next school, but you have to be in the portal in order to be eligible. So uh, with the window closing and, um, some big decisions already made, I know you are working on adjusting your way too early top 25. We can look at that next week on the podcast, kind of review that, keep an eye out for it on SportingNews.com If you want a sneak preview, um, and we'll we might look at uh, some big decisions that are pending, uh, for people in the, in the portal that may have an effect on, uh, next year's season. But, uh, we would just want to thank everyone to listening for this week's uh, All America podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.